Edina serata mustakim, serata ladzinan anta lehem, rairil machdubi alehem, waladalim. Amen. Today I would like to talk about friendship and friends with Allah. And that means al-wali. Al-wali is, Allah is the protecting friend of his good servants. He helps his good servants. He eliminates their difficulties and gives them guidance, peace, and success in their affairs, in this world and in the hereafter. He takes them out of darkness into light and enlightens their hearts. Those hearts do not stay constricted and attached to the present, but stretch to times before the before and after the after. They come to know the Lord of these realms, acknowledge his unity and oneness, and are honored by the highest level that can be reached by human beings. His friendship through being a good servant to him. There's a few more stuff to get into here, but I just want to focus on that first paragraph. So we have Al-Wali, the protecting friend. So I'd like to look at this through several different perspectives. And there's a bit in here to investigate even more is what, what, is it kind of, what does it mean to say they come to know the Lord of these realms. Uh, they're not constricted and attached to the present but stretch to times before the before and after the after. So there's a lot of good stuff in this paragraph. Um, so the way I, I look at the world, this world is a reflection or a, an analog of what it is in the spiritual realms. So we have friendship in the physical realm in human worlds and uh, there's all different kinds of flavors of friendships and I just want to like investigate that part so when we talk about friendship okay first we talk about friendship with the law what does that mean to you to be friends with Allah means uh, first of all, we have to let go of the idea of a, uh, a vindictive and jealous entity out to get you. Uh, now, in, when I first read the Torah, the five books of Moses and the prophets and everything, I had this feeling that uh, God was some kind of 14-year-old who wanted everything to be his way. But then when I got to things like the Quran and other books like uh, other scriptures, I began to see that there's a, a, a loving, caring desire for friendship with the creator that, and in Islam, it, 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 it is so beautiful, this idea of, of compassion and of care and of love and of mercy uh, that, it shifted how I saw my relationship with the creator, meaning that 
he brought all of this. We, we're all from love. This is, a, this is all love. And that this friendship is based on love. So how do you understand that? How do you understand that relationship with the creator as a friend rather than a smiter and uh, uh, what they call jealous and vindictive deity? Uh, I would say it's um, being motivated, being motivated to um, continue a feeling of support in Allah, feeling feeling expansion. Like when when you make a mistake, for example, you can feel the compassion, and you can see like a dialogue of um, seeing how you can do things differently, and being motivated to to continue to really continue and do things in a different way and rely on the feeling inside, inside of the heart, if it feels good, and feeling the connection in the body, if something feels good. Okay, so, so a, a motivated, supported, compassionate connection. Yes. Cool. So they, there's a lot of trust. Trust. <clears throat> Trusting that he knows exactly what's happening and that he's guiding us to the places we need to go to, the people we need to see, etc. That that equation of if Allah wants it, it's always going to happen regardless of whether we want it or not. <laughs> um, That's right. And if Allah doesn't want it to happen, then it won't happen. Right. Again, regardless of whether we want it or not, because the brain has a lot of words and a lot of thoughts and <laughs> doesn't always leave space for things. But Allah has got this, like another level of power where he can go, yeah, okay, brain, shush, this is what's happening. <laughs> and you've got to trust that regardless of whether it aligns with what your head is thinking. Your heart knows it's right. Very good. This, and can I just mention that there's the obverse, that he's taking you where you need to go and also protecting you from going to places that are not going to be very helpful or yes. will be injurious. Yes. So that's the kind of trust. So because very often... Uh, we want things to go a certain way and we want to be in a certain place with certain people at certain times. And, and then when we can't do that, when there are obstacles, we get frustrated and go, why can't I do what I want to do? And this is where uh, understanding that we just see a very small fragment of something quite large <laughs> uh, and that we need to... Uh, relax and trust that Allah is doing what needs to be done for us individually, that, that he's taking care of us. And this is another way of approaching that idea of trust. So thank you. That's very good. Thanks.
I would have said unconditional love and friendship as well. So it's unconditional trust, it's unconditional friendship, and it's just unconditional love, rather like the love of a mother to a child, you know. Um, the child is totally trusting, or a little puppy, or a little kitten, you know, to, to its owner. Um, I, I, I think that's just beautiful. Mm. That, that unconditional love, you know, um, no matter what, the love is always there. That's right. And, and we certainly feel that for uh, our children. Uh, and then we also pass through it ourselves as we move along that path towards our parents, uh, where it, it's a little bit more mm, shifting all the time as we as we look at our parents, because uh, we begin to understand them as human beings rather than as uh, our caregivers. Mm. And we see them differently. And so our, our perception and awareness changes as we pass through these different phases. Uh, with children, you know, in the very beginning, you know, they, we are everything to them. We are the presence of Rahman and Rahim. We have to be. Uh, and then that kind of shifts as they get older and then begin to question us and ask, why are things this way? Why can't I do it this way? And we have to change how, not that we our love is changing, but how we relate to them is changing. So our relationships are continually changing as we adjust to the different kinds of different kinds of experiences. Yeah. But then you always know that your parents are there for you. That's right. Well, most of the time. Generally, in a in a general way, statistically speaking. <laughs> Armin, do you have some thoughts? Um, yeah, just a lot of for what everyone's been saying um, can really relate to, but it just made me think about the friend. So when I, you know, would think uh, some traits of an ideal friend, someone who's dependable and trustworthy and supportive and always, always there for you. But... Um, you know, with friendships, you know, in the human form, people are limited. So, um, and with Allah, not limited. And it made me reflect also when you were talking about times when I've been in struggling through some, you know, some painful uh, periods of my life and having that conversation with Allah and knowingly or unknowingly, you know, Allah, Allah was always there. And, um, and that's, you know, that's a true friend. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes with friendships in the human form, um, yeah, they can be there, but, you know, it's, it's in, uh, imperfect. So, yeah. Yes. And, and I agree with you. And with humans or people, mm. uh, we, we can learn to trust somebody up to a certain point. Then we have to add in, well, they're human. They're like me. I make mistakes, and sometimes I, 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 I blow it. Sometimes I, I, 
I, I forget, or sometimes I, I make a, you know, I think about myself first or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So um, that's an aspect of trust, understanding that it's up to us to determine the level of trust with people. But with the law, that is 100% trust. Mm -hmm. And the more that we grow in experience and, and think about and reflect on Allah's names, and especially this idea of Alawali, is that we begin that we start at about maybe five, ten percent of trusting the creator and and the rest of it is like, well, the rest is up to me. And as we get older, we begin to I don't I'm speaking for myself, it becomes more and more obvious that I'm not in control and that I really depend on Allah for everything. But this isn't something that just like <clears throat> Oh, yeah, that's the way it is. This is an ongoing, increasing um, evolution of awareness and understanding in the terms of trust. Uh, and even with, you know, even with people, we, we do that. And a lot of times our trust is betrayed. Uh, and so there's a tendency to want to shift that over into, well, you can't trust God because you can't trust people. And that's not quite an accurate uh, statement. That doesn't add up. But uh, in understanding that with Allah as our friend, that we can trust him more than anything. Else. So whatever you want to call that, that aspect, that intelligence or that love that permeates the entire Universe, both the macro and the micro and the quanta. But would you say, Sheikh, that, um, <clears throat> you know, um, Allah is in everything, including humans. And I think, well, I feel that sometimes, you know, Allah presents himself in human forms, even people that you don't know. So a little example might be... <clears throat> once one was struggling carrying this huge sofa down the stairs to throw it for the rubbish. And, you know, well, it was me and I'm thinking, cause I'm like that because I can do everything. And I just thought, oh my God, how am I gonna get this through this door? You know, anyway, that's just think, think, think. And then all of a sudden this young couple come past and I said, oh, do you need a hand? And I went, oh, yes, please. So the guy just picked this up, put it over his head and threw it where the rubbish was. And I just went, miracles of miracles, you know, because, I mean, that sort of thing, you know, like the, the number of times one finds, well, I don't know about, um, you know, we all have different ways of expressing it, but the number of times one goes, miracles you know um because these little things happen and 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 i think you know that's really important i remember once a sufi said to me you know um <clears throat> i am god because i said oh you're always there to help me you know do this you know because we were moving boxes out of the boot of the car and of course um and he said, yeah, I am God. And that really made me think because, you know, 
at first I was shocked, I have to say. I'm going, oh my gosh, how can you say such a thing? And then when I thought about it, I thought, yes, we are all that forms. We are these forms. Does that make sense? Yes, on many different levels, different ways that you can approach that. Uh, I'm not going to get into al-halage, but um, yeah, of course, it's not, you don't identify with it. And, and this works more that way with these miracles, the more you get out of the way. Mm. If it isn't you doing it, but you're doing it for Allah's sake and because it needs to be done, then if you need help, help will come, inshallah. So, so I'm going to read a little bit more here from Al-Wali. Allah's friends have eyes enlightened by and seeing with the divine light. They take lessons from all that they hear and see. Divine light shines through their faces. Whoever sees them remembers Allah. There is neither fear nor sadness for them, for they do not know any other friend but Allah. They fear nothing except opposing Allah's pleasure. They are tied to no expectation of anything from anyone except Allah. All right. Now I'm going to go back to the paragraph before, and because I was going to talk about that, and it says, um, "Those hearts do not stay constricted and attached to the present, but stretch to times before the before, and after the after. They come to know the Lord of these realms, acknowledge His unity and oneness, and are honored by the highest level that can be reached by human beings." by being a good servant to him. Now, what is that what do you think that means about not being constricted by the present when you have Allah as your friend? Ooh, that's a puzzle. Anybody? Can you repeat the question? The question is, if uh, you're, you are, you have a friendship with Allah, that you know Al-Wali, or you know Allah through Al-Wali as his friendship, what does it mean when it says you're not constricted by the present, but can move uh, in time before the before and after the after? I'm not saying there's a, a true answer. I'm saying this is something to reflect on. Why does it say that here? For me, there's something about when you're focused on the present or like the immediate future or the, the recent past sort of thing, you are all just like, oh, but this should be happening and this should be happening. And there's a lot of brain-controlled thoughts shall we say um and when you've got Allah with you and you're open to that connection you can see outside of the immediate 
you can see that there's a reason for everything and that what is happening might not make sense in, in the immediate present moment, but you know that there's a reason for it and knowing that Allah's got your back and Allah knows what um, what's happening and he's got a reason for putting you through the things or, or showing you these experiences. This, this thing, yeah, something for me along the lines of what Rakai was saying, Shaq, does it mean that you sort of com, com, as much or completely surrendered to whatever's happening? Yeah, that makes sense. Can you do that? Well, as much as possible um, to be surrendered and not to be invested in the outcome or consequences of of your action, knowing that Allah's Allah's there with you. Without an emotion. Well, when if you look at it from an objective, from a witness point of view, from Allah's point of view, then yeah, without emotion, maybe. <laughs> I I think what we're talking about, or what, if I if I might, Rukaya, is um, removing expectations mm. of like, well, things should go this way, and I expect this to happen, and this should happen next, and then this, and so you have a linear setup, and of course, when you do that, if you have expectations. Uh, which means that you have specific appointments in time. And as a as guru Satchdev once said, if you have appointments, you're going to have disappointments. I like that line. Everything with expectations. Uh, <coughs> but I think this has uh, several different levels. Issa, were you going to say something? Yes. Um... I kind of felt it's more like time is unbounded. So it's, there's no present, there's no, well, it kind of the present is kind of like a doorway to the, what we call future and past. And it's mm. like, there's really time and you can really like gain everything in the moment. So everything is present in the moment and Allah, it, it's, it's like that's the expansion. That's the doorway. Yes. Because we are constricted. We are constricted. So the expansion comes because of Allah. Yes. Um, so the closer we draw to our relationship with Allah, the less we are limited as a human being. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that we're not human beings. It doesn't mean that we're not limited, but the idea of the present of now contains within it all possibilities. And in that moment that you are in the present, time is not significant in a linear sense. Yes? Yes. Cool. 
Now you can discover this easily um, because we deal in vibrations. I'm just going to go on a side subject for a second. We are, uh, we, how do I say this? We touch immortality through several different modes of communication. For example, books. There are many books where the authors are no longer with us in life, but their ideas and their vibrations and their stories are still alive and teaching us or helping us to experience life in new ways. So what is that? There's, there's time is, is disappears with that idea. You read something like from Jules Verne or Charles Dickens or even the Quran or the Torah and you are outside of time. There isn't time where you just went. And the same with music. When you hear recordings of people who have gone uh, or played music like that, that's written and you, and you bring it back alive, you bring those vibrations alive, there is no time. Time is, is just a, kind of a, a vapor because <laughs> uh, we can go into these different times. We can time travel in that way. And that's just one way, another way to look at this idea of before the before and after the after. Other ideas? No? Okay. I will continue on. Try to gain Allah's friendship. Be friends with his friends. And learn to be like his friends. Believe in what they believe. Do what they do. Reject what they reject. Love the ones they love, and above all, love the one whom they love most. Abd al-Wali, that's a, kind of the servant of al-Wali, is the servant in whom the friendship of everyone who is faithful becomes manifest. He is a friend to all those who are pure and devout. The prophet, peace be upon him, says, quote, the one who is not troubled by the troubles of other believers and does not suffer because other believers are suffering is not truly faithful. So in other words, being compassionate, being empathetic and being a friend of Allah means being a friend to other people and being as trustworthy and uh, open-minded as possible and showing by example what trust and friendship really looks like. Comments or questions? When it was talking about um, being friends with the friends of Allah and all of that, um, my brain was thinking about definitely the prophets and their families and everyone, um, but also Tarika. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What about the wider world? I mean, there are brains outside of that. Mm -hmm. 
both are true, but I, I, my experience is that in Tarika, you can uh, take it to another level. You can talk about stuff that you can't usually talk about with other people. Mm. And you can learn things about a lot that you might not learn in other settings. Yeah. It, it's a place also to practice adab and to be um, trusting. And it's also a place that we learn to trust. Uh, those of us who have grown up in dysfunctional families, <laughs> it's a good place to uh, relearn what, uh, what trust looks like. So, um, you know, I've often heard this statement that um, you can talk about things that you wouldn't normally talk about, like what? Oh, like what? Like what we're talking about. Friendship with Allah. But you can talk about that outside the tarika. Sure. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's like, I, 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 from, you know, from my point of view, I, I, I find and I really relate to that, that it's, um, Tarek is only a place where I can sort of fully let go and fully, you know, be, you know, be open with feelings um, about Allah. And um, I, I think being vulnerable and knowing that you'll be safe um, in the Tarek as compared to sometimes sticking your head out you know i know that sometimes there's people who are very open about god and allah that they perceive to be open and you try and talk a little bit about it and then there's all this judgment and aspersions and that's been my experience anyway so i think yeah what um about tarika is yeah very true for me anyway isn't one's relationship with allah I mean, yes, it's within the Tarika, and certainly if there are issues that one is going through, then I think, yes, that's, that's important. But I think there is also a, a very personal relationship with Allah, like each one of us has got a very personal one. And so one can write a letter to Allah, one can talk to Allah, and one does get messages. Yeah, I think I think what I was talking about was um, when in in the wider community, or in the you know, in, um, with other sort of friends or family. Um, from my from my perspective, anyway, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, I guess it's it's partly discretion. I mean, I, I you know, if one is a um, a non-believer or, um, you know, doesn't believe in Allah, then it, it, it might be difficult. But, you know, it depends on, on, on who it is. Um, you know, one, I mean, so it's the depth of friendship at the end of the day, you know, and, and I think that makes a huge difference. You know, one can be a Catholic and one can be a, um, a, a Muslim or a you know, whatever, Buddhist or, you know, but, but when, you know, I, I think sometimes to get different perspectives is, is, is important. And, and I think sometimes, you know, one can be very private and so they can't always feel comfortable about talking about deeper issues 
necessarily with everybody, you know, and, and only feel comfortable about talking about that on an individual basis, like say with Shake or, you know, your best sure. friend. Or, I mean, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, yes, yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. and I think partly it depends on one's upbringing as well, you know, I think if one's been brought up in a family situation where people talk, then, you know, that's the norm. But it if is. one has had to grow up in a, in a very individual or private way, away from all of that, where a lot of things get kept inside, right, it's very difficult for that sort of personality to open out necessarily to a group of people, unless they, you really know them. Sure, yeah. So what, what we try and provide with the Tarika is safety and comfort, that you are safe to talk about anything that you want uh, and that nobody's going to judge you. That's what I try and promote here. That safety is, is, is where you feel your heart can grow because nobody is going to, you know, Put you down. We're trying to learn how to be human beings. Uh, Mui, is there anything you want to add? I'm very quiet. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all right. It might be. Yeah. Let's do a, a short zipper. You can turn off the recording. Okay, just just a moment, please. And Assalamu uh... alaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment, rental services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.